Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. McPherson on the fan for a quick hour. You got me right now taking you up to Monday Night Football. The New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll have coverage of that right here on the fan. Stay tuned. If you're waiting for the coverage of Monday Night Football, it's coming up. But last time I was on air, I was the first to speak on Jacob DeGrom signing with the Texas Rangers. Five years. An option for six? 180? Nobody else was doing that. Yankees fans, how do you feel about Aaron Judge? Somebody's going to give him a ridiculous offer like that. Will the Yankees match? I don't know, but let's talk about Justin Verlander coming to New York. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. So much to say in so little time. These quick bridge shows are cool, but... You can't really take calls. You can't really expound on anything. And that's fine. Over the weekend, USA was eliminated. Uh, The college football rankings were finalized for the playoffs. You get Georgia versus Ohio State in the 1-4 matchup and Michigan versus TCU in the 2-3 matchup. All right, I guess. What else happened? The Brooklyn Nets... And their three-game winning streak with the loss to the team that swept them out of the playoffs last year, the Boston Celtics. Should have went and got Ime Udoka, but you know how that all went down. What else? The Knicks beat Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers. That was nice to see. I think I said Donovan Mitchell was going to haunt the Knicks for this whole season and beyond. Got one back on those guys. But, you know, when October hit, I was on air saying, it's the most wonderful time. And it still is, right? In October, we had the sports equinox of postseason baseball, NHL starting, NBA kicking off, and of course, the NFL. And now we still have all of those sports and college sports and the World Cup. It's a wonderful time for sports fans, and it's actually now Christmas time. Holiday spirit has begun. People are blasting Christmas music and decorating and doing all that stuff. It's, it's all good. 
Thanksgiving's over. Go for it. But football-wise, basketball-wise, baseball-wise, baseball, I feel like is still dominating the headlines here in New York. This week in the NFL, I felt like those matchups were great matchups yesterday. I, I sat and watched everything I could watch. I watched both Jets-Giants games. I watched Red Zone. Uh, great matchups, whether it was Titans-Eagles or dolphins Niners, I mean, you know, Jimmy G gets knocked out of that game. They got to go to Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Like, the, the NFL storylines just write themselves. The NFL is undefeated. They'll never lose. It's unlimited, the amount of storylines. Brock Purdy ends up getting the job done. Lamar Jackson's knocked out of the game. Huntley comes in, gets the job done. Backups in the NFL getting the job done. It's, it's a league where you need two quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield's available if you need another quarterback. I don't know. Maybe Russell Wilson and the uh, Broncos should look at him because <laughs> they're trash. They need to go to the backup. They need to need they need to go to anyone but Russell Wilson. There's no way they should have lost that game. Uh, I know some people have money on that, and it didn't go through. But what else? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He salutes their fans, and yeah, even in a down year for the Packers, he's still gonna go to Soldier Field and beat the Bears. Anywho, let's get to the Giants, man. A tie, a draw, a tie. Can't tie. Going into that game last week, we said this was the game they had to take. This was the game they had to win. And yes, I know. The refs are bogus. The NFL is bogus. I've told you that. The officiating, you can't let it come down to that. But a tie, a draw, when you had your chances at home to win the game, that's tough. That's tough. It's not a win. It's not a loss. Guys don't know how to feel after the game, but you got to feel like this. Uh, it's not a great feeling because the commanders, I think, actually win in that scenario. The Giants will go face the Eagles. The commanders will go chill. Hopefully nobody gets on any ATVs or anything, but they'll have their bye week. They'll be off. And then they run it back in two weeks against the Giants, but in FedEx Field, one of the worst fields in the NFL and the worst stadiums in the NFL, the Giants will have to go and beat them there. And now that game's going to be a Sunday night game, of course. And, uh, yeah, it's just tough, man. I know the Giants got a couple guys back. I know the Giants are, you know, a, a team that has overperformed or outperformed expectations. But I feel like it's just a reality check that this is a rebuild. And this is year one of a rebuild. And they're ahead of schedule, but they are not there yet. They're not there yet. And Dable's not there yet. As much as we wanted to say he's coach of the year, as much as we wanted to say how good um, of a coaching staff he has and how much of an advantage uh, they give the Giants, there were some questionable decisions in play um, play calls. You know, There were just some things that made you look at Brian Dable like, ah, come on, man, um, not there yet. So for the Giants, they're in a tough spot. But at 7-4-1, and one, they're still in it, but it's going to take a lot. Uh Tough game coming up against the Eagles. For the Jets on the other side, man, watching the Jets yesterday, I knew the Mike White hype would die down. If you heard me last week, I there wasn't one time that I said, I think the Jets got this game or this is going to be a game that the Jets win. or Nah, I, there was no NFL Illuminati, Craig. Uh, <laughs> that was not a game that I thought the Jets were going to just waltz in there and take from the Minnesota Vikings. Here's why. like Mike White is a good quarterback. Good, I think, is is uh, like that's the stretch. Like he's good, he's not great. He's definitely not the Gi uh, the Jets quarterback for the next ten years. I think we all got to slow down, pump the brakes on the guy. He he's good. He's better than Zach Wilson. 
which is not saying a lot. But, I mean, the guy has to throw the ball 57 times in a game like that. They end up losing by five points. They're right there. You know, goal to go to win it. It's another reality check. This is a team in a rebuild. They're ahead of schedule, yes, but they're not there yet. They have talent. Man, when I see Garrett Wilson, there's no way Mike White is the quarterback for Garrett Wilson every year of the next few years. You got to go get a better quarterback than that. And Mike White is good, but you you got to you got to hit open receivers. You got to make the throws that are literally given to you. You know, Garrett Wilson's a guy that gets over uh, that gets open. You can't overthrow the guy. You got to get him the ball. Watching that game yesterday it was just frustrating. Uh, Legatron comes alive. Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg. That guy is still he still got it. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, Cowboys fans enjoy this month while you can. This is this is the stretch of football for the Dallas Cowboys fans to uh, you know wear all your stuff. I'm wearing all my stuff today. Get excited about the team. You know what happens next month. They're just going to be one and done. They're going to fold, but enjoy the wins over. The Colts and they got the Texans coming up and the Jaguars. Like, this is going to be a great run through December. And uh, you know what happens in the playoffs. You know, curse of Jerry Jones. But I'm a Cowboys fan who had to watch Legatron not be Legatron last year. And I, I thought he was cooked. No, he had a career game. Set a record yesterday. And he kept the Gi- the Jets into it. I mean, I keep mixing up the Jets and Giants. <laughs> the field goals. New York Football Giants were the New York field goal Giants. The Jets were the New York field goal Jets yesterday. You got to score. That's the difference in the NFL. You got to punch it in. You got to you got to capitalize on their mistakes. You get an open receiver, you got to hit them. Field goals aren't going to do it. Not in this league, not on the road, not against a team like the Vikings, who they weren't on their A game, and they're not that great of a team, but they've got 10 wins now. Why? Because they are a team. They are a unit. They have enough talent and enough talented guys that have been on a team together and know how to get it done, man. I, I mean, the Mike White hype, I think, has cooled off, and I think that's necessary. Uh, but we'll see what happens the rest of the way. I think both the Jets and Giants are in an interesting spot. They overachieved, but now reality has hit. They're not winning a Super Bowl this year. They're not even really playoff teams this year. If they sneak in, okay. But right now, they're uh, two teams that are in the hunt, uh, kind of in. And they both might fall out. And that's just reality. That's just reality of the situation. Going into the season, I think anyone would have taken that. It's hard to take that when you do get close and you're starting to smell it and you're starting to feel it. But the Jets and the Giants are not, uh, they're not winning anything this year. It's okay to admit that, folks. Here we are going into, uh, you know, week 14. They're in it. I think any Jets and Giants fan would have taken that. Now, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and baseball, I'm saying, is still dominating the headlines, the winter meetings. When I was on Friday, we got the Jacob DeGrom news, and I was like, oh, huh, Jake did this before the winter meetings. Jake didn't give the Mets a chance to counter. He took his ticket out of here and said, see you later. Well, the guy was one foot out the door. He told you he was opting out last year. He barely pitched this year, 11 starts and then one postseason start. 101 wins, 102 if you count that postseason start, and okay, done. His career is done as a Met, and I know it's hard for Mets fans to digest. I talked to a bunch of you guys on Friday night being the first host to be able to take calls and and talk around what happened, and it comes down to this, man. You understand that you're in this new Steve Cohen era, yes, 
and you feel like you have this owner that can buy everyone, right? There's no way we can lose Jacob deGrom because we have the richest owner. He'll pay him whatever he wants. Well, like there has to be a ceiling. There has to be a line drawn somewhere. And then there's also free agency. In free agency, you get to pick. In free agency, you can go where you want to go. And ultimately, I do not feel like Jacob deGrom wanted to be in New York. If he did, he would have went back to the Mets and tried to maybe get a similar deal or drive up some numbers. He didn't do that. The Texas Rangers blew him away. And you know what? They don't give out rings at winter meetings. This week is winter meetings. We're hearing, we're hearing everything. There's whispers. There's news. There's actual signings. And there's more to come. The Mets didn't waste any time. You can't be mad at Steve Cohen. You can't be mad at Billy Epler. They immediately moved that money to Justin Verlander. So now you're getting a guy who's got two World Series rings, multiple Cy Young, just won the Cy Young. Yes, he's 40. Yes, him and Verlander together, or him and Scherzer together, they're the oldest two one-two punch in the league. Like They're old, it's risky business, but the whole thing is that you're pushing your chips in for right now. The Mets are trying to win right now. They won 101 games, and they replace a guy that gave them 11 starts with a guy in Justin Verlander that you know is going to compete. If he's healthy, he's showing up. And then him and Scherzer together, they're going to motivate each other and push each other. So in the short term, I don't think it's that much of a risk. It's a risk because they're old, right? They're one bad sleep away from hitting the IL. They could sleep on their oblique wrong, and then they're out for three weeks. But... I think they're both going to be motivated. I think their competitors are going to push each other. And you lose Jacob deGrom, but you get a guy that you'll be able to depend on more in Justin Verlander. Yankees fans that keep talking about Justin Verlander coming to the Yankees, he never was coming to the Yanks. He never wanted to be a Yankee. But guess what? Brian Cashman is here for the next four years. They got that deal done. And here we are in the winter meetings. Trey Turner just signed. So he's off the board for the Mets. I never thought he was going to be on the board for the Yankees. But Yankees fans, when you see the money that DeGrom got and what it took to land him, and then you see the money that Trey Turner got and what it took to land him, you got to be worried a little bit. I'm not worried a lot of bit, but a little bit that the San Francisco Giants are going to come through with an offer to blow Aaron Judge away, and then it's on the Yankees to match that or do better, and they might have a ceiling. They might have a line. They might have a wall similar to the, the three years and $120 million that the Mets put out there. Maybe they weren't willing to do much more. We shall see. We're in the winter meetings. It's coming up. Keith McPherson on the fan. I've only got a little bit of time tonight, but I got a five-hour show tomorrow. So let's take this break. When we come back, if there's calls, I'll take your calls. But only call if you've got like a hot take or something that we haven't said today. Maybe thinking outside the box. I don't know. Something about DeGrom or Justin Verlander or Judge or Trey Turner, whoever it may be. Even Jets and Giants call me up with that. But uh, we don't have that much time to really get into it tonight. So let's take this break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I'll be right back. And I'm Keith McPherson on 101.9 FM. Welcome back. Uh, quick hit right here, and then we got to go to the top of the hour and the update again. So I'm on Twitter, and I said, quick hit coming up on WFAN. What should I say? The responses are Dallas Cowboys beating the brakes off the Colts. I already hit that. Uh, Yankees signing Judge and Rodon. Give us an update on Ben Simmons. Say hello and talk Yanks. So I guess I'll do that for the next three minutes before we break again. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys beating the brakes off the Colts. Uh, I honestly thought that that game was on Sunday Night Football, setting the Cowboys up for America's team to laugh at. I've seen it a bunch. Primetime games where the Cowboys embarrass themselves. No. Surprise me. I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan. I've suffered the last few years, few decades, actually, without going to the Super Bowl. I've seen plenty of these regular season teams that look like they've got a shot to do it, and they just fail. Uh, I'm, I'm scarred. I, I can't believe, even in a year where, you know, you just heard me talk about Brock Purdy and Jimmy G, right? The 49ers, when they get Christian McCaffrey and they have Kittle and they have Debo and Ayuk, you're like, wow, they look like a team with that defense that can make some noise in the playoffs. They lose Jimmy G for the rest of the season. We'll see what Brock Purdy has. Other than them in the NFC, it's the Eagles, and the Cowboys will get their rematch against the Eagles on uh, Christmas Eve in Jerry World. The first time the Cowboys played the Eagles, it was Cooper Rush. It wasn't Dak. And there is a chance that the Cowboys sign Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, if you add Odell Beckham Jr. to CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott looks like a better version of himself all of a sudden, it makes you think that the Cowboys will get it done. But nope, the despicable Jerry Jones, he's never going to win another Super Bowl. In my opinion, as a Cowboys fan, they're never going to win anything until Jerry moves out the way. So Cowboys fans out there, which I know there are a ton listening in New York, New Jersey, and uh, beyond through the Odyssey app, don't get your hopes up. Don't get too excited. You know what's going to happen. Penalties, turnovers, Zach's going to throw a pick, and uh, clock's going to run out, and there's going to be a bogus call, and the Cowboys will lose in the first round, maybe the second round this year. What else? The Yanks. Talk Yanks, someone says on Twitter. Shout out to uh, Manny's. Manny's random show on Twitter said, Talk Yanks. Yeah, Cashman's back. Cashman's Cashman's back for another four years, and no surprise there. Told you his contract was good. And that that's his job until he doesn't want it. So expect another contract after this four years. Uh, I think he's going to retire as the GM. I think he's definitely going to see 30 years as the Yankees GM. So there'll be another one after this. They got that out of the way. Brian Cashman, go to work. You are the guy, right? At these winter meetings, you're Brian Cashman. You're walking around strutting your stuff. You've got respect from everybody. Do not be the guy that lets the San Francisco Giants outbid you for your guy that you drafted, developed, and that just broke records as a New York Yankee. Get it done. And I really don't, you know, have too much worry. There's some Mets fans that came out to say, oh, you're going to cry when when Aaron Judge leaves just like we're crying about Jacob DeGrom. No, I'm not going to cry if Judge leaves. But I would expect the Yankees to pivot the same way we just saw the Mets pivot right away. They say, okay, DeGrom's off the board, but hey, we'll take Justin Verlander. If the Yankees miss out on Judge, 
that frees up a ton of money to go do other things. We'll deal with the uh, effects later. Nobody knows what's going to happen next season. We're in the winter meetings. Like, we're in the middle of the winter. Well, not the middle of the winter, but we're in the start of the offseason. It's the most wonderful time. We're getting close to Christmas. Keep McPherson on the fan. I see a bunch of people on hold. We got a break, and then I'll come to you guys. BRB. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. California knows how to party, but judges staying in New York, folks. You know that. It's not me being optimistic. It's just me thinking about everything, being realistic. For the San Francisco Giants to realistically sign Aaron Judge, they'd have to go 10 years, $400 million. They're not like that. The Phillies, we've seen them give out $300 million contracts in recent time. The Rangers, of course, we've seen the Rangers do what they do. I mean, it's what they do. I'm not being optimistic. I'm not being overconfident by feeling comfortable that Aaron Judge re-signs with the Yankees, and I think it happens tomorrow. Fingers crossed that it happens tomorrow because I'll be on from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m., and we can have a whole party. Club going up on a Tuesday. That's what I plan at some point. If it doesn't happen before the show, it's got to happen tomorrow by the end of the night. And uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I think we'll enjoy Aaron Judge signing. I was just talking to Act like, does Judge get a press conference like Cole got? Like, I don't know, Tanaka got? Like, CeCe got? Obviously, he's a Yankee. He's not a free agent coming in from another team. He'll get some type of press conference, something. But I want Judge to be locked up for the next nine years at whatever the price point is. Then I'll buy my 9-9 jersey. I've been waiting for a while to get that 9-9 jersey. And maybe I'll go somewhere and have them put a captain C on it. That's the dream. That's the dream. Keith McPherson on the fan. Thanks for calling up. We've got a whole rack of calls, so we'll fly through them. I'm only on until 7.30. And then Monday night football starts. So stay right here if you want to listen to the uh, Saints Versus the Bucks, but for now, we got to talk to the fans that call the fan. Let's go to Linda in Forest Hills first. Hello, Linda. How you doing, Keith? I'm all right. That's good. That's good. Um, as far as Degrom is concerned, I will say that was the one that was distraught Friday night <laughs> about him leaving. But um. You know, after reading some of the things that have come out about, you know, his first choice being Atlanta and whatever, it's obvious he didn't want to, he didn't want to come back. Yeah, there. he reached out to Atlanta from what we've heard. Right? That's not cool. <laughs> I mean, this no, guy, it's this not. guy was here and he was one foot out the door the whole probably last two you know, years. You know, you know what it is. He gave he gave this team nine years, and I really think that. He was gone the second they gave, you know, the mercenary hire Scherzer $43 million. Because oh, I'm yeah. sure he thought he thought that, you know, he was worth that. And I'm sure he felt disrespected. Yeah, and he just went and got $10 million a year more than he was making. 
And DeGrom definitely quietly seems like a guy that wants respect on his name, and he probably felt disrespected. Oh, this new regime, this new owner comes in. Uh, my contract is what it is. I'm definitely opting out because they handed over, you know, 43 record-breaking money to a 39-year-old Max Scherzer, and then they just did it again. So good. Good for the Mets. I think that once we actually get to the baseball, it's not going to feel like it felt last year. Thanks for the call, Linda. And I'm sorry you were distraught. And I talked to a few of the Mets fans that called Friday night and talked to you guys on Twitter. And I said I wasn't going to mess with you guys. I said, you know, I wasn't going to troll you guys. But it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> it's okay. He's gone. Like, like uh, Evan said, he's gone. There's nothing we can do about it. But when we get to the actual baseball of it, I think Mets fans are going to be happy because you actually have a guy that's available, a competitor, dominates, and wants to win. Like, wants to be out there no matter what mound, team, whoever it is. Like, you've got two of those guys. Yeah, they're old heads. Yeah, like I said, they're a bad sleep away from being on the IL. But when they're healthy, right, and if you can get them to where you got, hopefully when you get to October, it's not a wild card round next year. But you hope that you can get them into October where that one-two punch can really shine. And you do have pitching. You do have the option to go get Kodai Senga, bring back Taiwan Walker, Chris Bassett, make a trade here or there. I think uh, Mets fans are in a good spot. This is a different lifestyle for Mets fans. But, hey, it is what it is. I think it's just out with the old. DeGrom was a part of the old Mets that old regime, he didn't want to win with these new Mets. That's what I kept saying Friday night. That's a 101-win team with a bunch of talented players that came in. If he wanted to be a part of the Mets getting back to a World Series and winning one, he would have stayed. He would have worked with Billy Epler and Steve Cohen. He would have said, hey, guys, uh, here's a five-year deal for 185. Can you give me a fourth year, fifth year, get closer to that? No. He took the money and he ran. He you know, all, the funny thing, and I'll move on from it. We all talk Friday night about the difference between the Rangers and the Mets, right? The, the Rangers have to play in a division with the World Series champion Houston Astros, the Mariners, who are back now. They just, you know, broke their drought. Also, the Angels, who have Trout and Otani, they're going to go for it again this year. It's most likely their last year with Otani. Those are three teams that are better than them. But you already see Bruce Bochy out there at the winter meetings talking about his conversation with DeGrom over Zoom and how, how committed Jake was to winning. And he liked the fact that the Texas Rangers are in the process of building a winning culture in Texas. Man, shut up. Yeah, right. We get it, right? That's why you went out last year. Your middle infield, you signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. How'd that go? You got Lighter's kid. We'll see what he looks like pitching. You got DeGrom. You got a brand new ballpark. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't. I still don't think that they're going to be that good. I don't think that they're winning their own division. I, they might finish third in that division. So let DeGrom go to Texas where you will not watch him pitch. He's going to be pitching at 12 a.m. against the Oakland A's and the Anaheim Angels. You'll be asleep. And when you wake up and watch SportsCenter the next day and see he got rocked, you're, you're, you're not going to lose any sleep. 
Because you have Justin Verlander, you have Max Scherzer, and then you have a few other guys, and it's yet to be seen who else the Mets can add now that they're not committing $185 million, potentially $222 million to Jacob deGrom, who had 11 starts last year. They won 101 games without him. Now you replace him with a Cy Young winner that loves to comp- that loves to pitch, loves to compete, and will 100% be available if he's healthy. So don't cry too much about it. Young Josh Impasaic on the fan. Hello. Yo, Keith, what's up? You know, trying to get as many words in as I can before we go to break again. Right, and I, lo- I love that now that the ground's gone, they go and get Verlander. Now the question of Steve Cohen remains is that was this his one-and-done splash, and now he's going to go get basically the pitchers he's been getting before this from the bullpen that have like five ERAs and played five games per year. Or is he going to go get another guy across the door and maybe bring in a few hitters? I just think they're not done. And I think this now, one, I said I said uh, Friday, this kind of gave me the vibes like Noah Syndergaard, right? When Noah Syndergaard played around, he had the option from the Mets, and then he, you know, things didn't go right with his agent, and he took the deal with the Angels without talking to the Mets again or whatever. The Mets immediately went out, and they spent before every other team um, before the lockout hit. I think this is something that fires Billy Epler and Steve Cohen up to say, okay, they already did it. Like today, breaking news, Justin Verlander, what else do they do? They need a bat. Um, They're definitely going to get another arm, and I think they improve. I think they take a step forward, and I think this is just something that, you know, adds fuel to the fire, and, you know, you can't be mad at them. I think that's the greatest thing, right? You can't be mad at Billy Epler. You can't be mad at Steve Cohen. Really, any Mets fan that's mad that Jake isn't here should be mad at Jacob DeGrom. He didn't give them an option. He didn't give them the chance to counter the offer. He took the money and ran, and it is, it's just a fact that he didn't want to be here. He, it is obvious that he wanted to go somewhere else, and that's okay. And before I go, I just want to say that it's kind of looking good that everybody plays everybody in the coming up year. Just hope DeGrom doesn't run away when he faces the Mets. That would be an interesting matchup. He's ducking it. I'm, I guarantee you he's ducking that matchup. I'm not sure when it is. I did hear Carton and Roberts say that they open up against the Phillies, and my first thought was, ooh, yeah, new schedule next year where everybody plays everybody. When the Rangers face the Mets, he's ducking it. He'll be on the IL, which wouldn't be a surprise, or, you know, something. There'll be some reason that he's not available to pitch in City Field or Globe Life Park when it's time to face the Mets. He's ducking that. Right, Keith, have a good night. Love the show. Thanks for the call, Josh. From young Josh to older Josh in the Bronx. Hello. I'm telling you, Keith, you're hitting everything on the nail. That was a tremendous Dallas game. But I'm telling you, you know, you got to love and enjoy those things. You don't know what you're going to get. You're going to be on Friday night, I hope, because after after all of a sudden the winter meetings... We'll have Judge and, you know, like you said, maybe by tomorrow you throw a party, you know? Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate Mm -hmm. it. The party is tomorrow. Winter meetings is over Wednesday. So we will talk all through what's going on in the winter meetings. I got some intel out there. I have some people call in. Uh, We'll talk about different moves. What I really want to get into tomorrow is... The power shift, right? I mean, there's not much of a power shift. When you look at the teams that made it to the World Series, the Astros go out and sign an MVP to play first base. Upgrade. Uh, The Phillies go sign Trey Turner, who arguably is uh, one of the biggest free agents out there. Thank you to the Mets for pulling Justin Verlander out of the Houston uh, rotation. But, yeah, tomorrow we'll talk about, you know, if there's any feeling of a shift in the balance of power 
from the teams that did make it to the postseason because that's the thing about baseball, right? It's 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 all year because we're going to roll right into everything. We all know the calendar. It's winter meetings, and then Christmas will hit, and then we all can't wait for the Super Bowl to end because as soon as the Super Bowl ends, pitchers and catchers, and we're right back in it, and it's not that long of a time period in between. If you were good last year and you run it back with – a lot of the same guys and a couple improvements, there's a good chance that you're good again next year. A lot of the same teams are in it every year. And uh, tomorrow night, we'll definitely be talking about the winter meetings and, uh, you know, just the balance of power in the AL and the NL, uh, the teams that made it this year, the teams that could potentially challenge next year. And I really hope that we're celebrating Aaron Judge signing with the New York Yankees and finishing his career in New York and then we can start talking captain and start talking about who else, right? I also want to thank the Mets for not going out and getting Carlos Rodon. I would like that guy to be in pinstripes. I know it was only one year. Left-handed pitcher, though, he's a guy that I would like to see the Yankees go out and get if they can, right? Don't just get Judge. Go get Judge. Go get him. We'll see. So got to take another break right here. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I wouldn't tell anyone else to call up. I'll try and get to the rest of the calls. Probably not going to happen, though. It's, it's a quick show. Monday Night Football is next. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back after this. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. There's the beat. I was, I was waiting for something to kick in, Paulie. I didn't know if I was coming straight in off of the break or what. <laughs> All good. Keith McPherson on the fan. Rolling down the street, you know, you know, and I'm sipping on that gin and juice. <laughs> Straight sober with my mind on Judge, and I'm looking at the tweets. Okay, so I'm on Twitter, and Aaron Judge, Paulie uh, just sent this my way from Jenna Lane at Jenna Lane ESPN. Aaron Judge is in Tampa Bay. Right, he he's he's down there a lot, and if you look at his Twitter, there was something about he took New York out of his Twitter. So what, man? You guys read into all the dumbest things, and you put Tampa Bay. I'm sure he's got a nice place down in Tampa. Why? Because he's been going to Tampa for the last six, seven years, every year, whatever. So he's on the field, Raymond James Stadium, which I'm sure is not his first time there. He's very familiar. Raymond James Stadium is literally across the street from George M. Steinbrenner Field. So. He's uh, not there for Tom, not wearing a number 12 jersey. He's got on number 13 for Mike Evans. And supposedly Mike Evans, and I do remember this, Mike Evans wearing Aaron Judge's jersey at some point this season. And uh, Judge is just returning the favor for Mike Evans. so Showing some support. I don't know their connection. I'm sure there's probably an easy connection that I'm missing here. I don't know. Texas A&M, Fresno State. Are they both from the same area in California? I don't know. Maybe they're just, you know, fans of, of greatness. They're both great players supporting each other. So Judge is not in San Diego yet. We heard word today that Judge was going to be at the winter meetings. See, that's the thing about the winter meetings, right? He, he might be there tomorrow, which would be cool because hopefully they sign tomorrow and they announce it and then I have a five-hour show where we can talk about it. But update, Monday Night Football kicking off in a few minutes. Literally, we'll have the coverage right here in six minutes on WFAN. And your boy Aaron Judge is on the field having a great time, not worried about a thing. He knows he's walking into $325 million at least. I feel like it's at least that, his contract coming up. And uh, shout out to his wife, too. 
what's her name? Samantha Judge. Samantha rocking the Celine hat. You know, they got a couple dollars already. Designer. They both have on nice watches. They're rich. They're already rich. The rich just kept getting richer, they said. All right, a let me try and... Uh, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, they got, I said, they a couple got a dollars? couple of dollars? No, I got a couple of dollars. They got a lot. They got a couple million dollars already. And uh, no, a, this is the, a couple this, hundred million on the way. This is this is the lifetime contract for a judge setting up the next three generations of his family. Literally. L- like, literally. You said it, if you handle it correctly, you know. It, it's it, generational wealth. Generational wealth. Multi-generational for, for wealth. A century. Yep. That's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, I was saying that about DeGrom. I'm like, DeGrom wanted to get the money that, like... He got $185 million. Good. Changes his family... Changes anyone that comes from the DeGrom family tree's future for the next hundred years. It's winning the life lottery. When you're a pro player like that, specifically in baseball, where the money is so ridiculous... Paulie, I wasn't good enough, okay? I I tried. I went to college and played. I couldn't make it, bro. It's hard. It's very hard. And they should get... (laughs) And they get credit, by the way... For doing this well and for being in that top half of a percentile, yes, they, the athletes should get credit for that. I, yes. I, I say I, all around, they all the time they won the life lottery. They should get credit. They, they, that's I, hard I work hate what how they this do. time of year, which is the most wonderful time, we hear the people. Ah, isn't three hundred million dollars enough? No. Oh my God, they're so greedy. These athletes. That's too much money to pay a guy that swings a bat and throws a ball. It's not like what? Like you, you can't minimize it. No, and that's it's, Aaron Judge, and it's capitalism. Right? It's, like it's, it's, it's the marketplace. You're, you're worth what someone's willing to pay for you, right? Those two guys do things that no other guys do yep. consistently. Judge more consistently than, than Degrom, but like even with Degrom, just because we know what Degrom can do, he got paid off of what he potentially can do, right? Texas is banking on him being healthy through the next five years or healthier than he was the last couple years with the Mets. The judge or the judge judge and the Giants Yankees is the same thing. No one's expecting to hit 60 home runs again, but they're expecting him to be a all star, a solid player through the rest of his career. And I believe that someone said to me on Twitter, like we all know no matter what happens with judge, this contract is going to be atrocious. He's going to have a few atrocious seasons. I'm like atrocious atrocious like what about Aaron Judge makes you think he's gonna have one atrocious season or that this deal is gonna be atrocious this guy is a freak I don't know if we watched the same at bats I don't know if we've watched the same start to a career Aaron Judge is worth the money Jacob deGrom even being fragile even being frail is worth the money because you know what Mets fans I think there's a part of you that knows Hey, he he kind of was playing it like I can't get hurt. I don't need to push it because I need to hit free agency. I said on Friday, man, if I'm a Mets fan and I see DeGrom go out there the next two, three seasons and he's healthy and he's ace again, he's looking like a Cy Young contender, I'm mad as hell. I'm so mad. He's dead to me. He's dead to me because he didn't go out that way with the Mets the last two seasons. If he magically is healthy and is the best version of himself for Texas, like, that one's going to hurt. But we shall see. That's why we watch. That's why we have all these conversations all year around baseball. And I got to have at least one more phone conversation before I go. My guy, Rick in Tampa, I got you, buddy. I, I, I know. You know what? And I knew he would try to squeeze me in. You know, I just said to Judge when he left here before he went over to the game, I'm talking to 
uh, my man Keith, and then we're going to, he's predicting he's going to be talking about you tomorrow on the show. And he <laughs> laughed and he walked on by, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I have to text Judge. Like, it's, it's all good. Call in tomorrow. Once yep, the news yeah. breaks, we'll, call me at the fan. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you know what? And and I'll, I'll definitely try to get on tomorrow. I'm off, so I'll, I'll be talk a little bit more. Um, but uh, real quick before you go out, uh, quick things just to tease you a teeny bit is that I tweeted earlier today the exciting news: the Yankees signed Cashman. So that was a bummer. <laughs> Why they even let us know wow. that? I mean, we really shocker. needed to hear that. Breaking oh my news! God, what a shocker! <laughs> and. Listen, Verlander and Scherzer combined age of 100 years. I've heard of one two punch before <laughs> for the Mets, so we'll see. I know it's not 100 AARP. years. AARP. Like <laughs> These yeah, guys yeah, are A-A-R-P. senior exactly. citizens. Listen, I, the Giants and the Jets coaches lost their games for them this week. And the Giants at 7 of 4, I disagree with you, are in very good shape with the ties. And your Cowboys, listen, the last championship, you were a baby in the playpen. This year, it may be a rematch against the Bills. And I'll- Thanks for the call, Rick. I got to go. But, hey, don't get too comfortable. The Giants have to face the Commanders again, the Vikings, and don't even sleep on them versus the Colts. Who knows what's going to happen? Keith McPherson on the fan. Thanks for joining me. That's the quick one hour. Coming up next, Monday Night Football, the Saints versus the Buccaneers. Aaron Judge is in attendance to see Tom Brady. No, to see Mike Evans. Check me out tomorrow. I'll be on 7 p.m. till midnight. It's a KM to AM club going up on a Tuesday. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 1019 We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.